This is Podcast Wrap-Ups, the podcast of podcasts. We wrap up a slate of podcasts so you can find something new to listen to without committing to anything. On today's episode, we play with the theme of ethics as it pops up in healthcare policy, technology design, the justice system, and business language. We also have a new segment on the show called Play Em and Pause Em, where I highlight one podcast, season, or series to continue listening to, and one that I'm going to set aside. Let's get into it. Healthcare policy has been on the mind of Americans recently, and for good reason. But sometimes it's hard to make sense of it all. That leads us to our first pod, The Impact, episode, The Curious Case of the $629 Band-Aid. In this episode, the host tries to make sense of the high cost of hospital bills. We first examine the difference in healthcare pricing between Canada and the U.S. It's a very simplified yet telling segment. And if you allow hospitals to set their own unregulated prices, why would they not cash in? An emergency room professional defends the high pricing. It's a trade-off. You want highly trained staff, top-line equipment, precipitous delivery tray, ready at the weight. It's going to cost you. But an economist calls foul on the pricing. He points to the idea that healthcare doesn't follow a supply and demand model. The hospital charges are just made up. That may explain why facility fees vary by location, hospital, severity, time of day, if it's raining outside. Seems like no one actually knows unless you have a degree in medical billing. The host talks to more people about their hospital bill pricing horrors, and she also gets to the bottom of the $629 band-aid. I also rethink healthcare costs when thinking about a visit. I gotta ask myself serious questions like, am I really sick? Does it hurt that bad? Am I dying? I typically draw the line at dying. It's cheaper to stay out of the ER, so drink lots of water, look both ways before crossing, and wear a helmet. The design of our healthcare system, is it ethical? You may find the answer to that throughout the first season of The Impact. But in our next pod, we look at ethics and technical design. We have Wireframe, episode, is good design, good for you. To start, we learn the origins of Facebook's like button from the man who built it into Facebook. And as we know, the like button was a hit, but we also know that it drove some of us crazy. The like button creator, he just wanted to add a new feature, not necessarily build a social validation feedback loop which happens to exploit the vulnerability in human psychology. The host touched on why social media companies want us to be locked into our screen so long and the extents that wish they go to make it happen. Another guest on the show has a perspective that social media companies are built to be engaging. The crew breaks down a typical Instagram experience through the lens of the four-step engagement model, which is designed to keep you coming back, rather, scrolling back for more. Instagram and slot machines has a lot more in common than you think. So, whose fault is it? The company that builds a tool geared to capture your attention, or is it your fault for giving up so much attention? You could simply, like, put it down or turn it off. You're an adult, right? What if you're not an adult, and your Jedi mind trick defense is no match for the company's research and development teams? While the crew addresses all of that, they further explore unethical design on user experiences. And whose responsibility is it really? So next time you're on the phone at 2 a.m. scrolling the night away, it's a good chance someone planned for that to happen. So you know what else may leave you questioning the ethics of people in design? The story of a juvenile detention center in Cleveland. We have Serial, episode Madman's Vacation. In this episode, we follow the story of a juvenile, Josh, as he's been taken advantage of and let down in the name of justice. It starts as 16-year-old Josh is forced to make a decision regarding a special sentencing plea. 
but no parent, no guardian, no lawyer is present to counsel. The host likens this plea deal to a rope and a carrot being dangled in front of a horse. Then we follow the story as he cooperates with police, then he is sent to a correctional facility, then word gets out that he cooperated with police, then he's attacked and transferred and attacked again and transferred again and the assaults don't stop. His pleas for help go unanswered and it turns when we discover the guards may be in on his downfall too. The host talks with ex-occupants and guards of the correctional facility who give some insight into the relationship between the staff and juvenile occupants. She even spoke to one of the persons involved calling a hit on Josh as he shares where he got his detailed information from. She unearths the black market and is mind-blowing. The facility has won awards for being the model correctional facility, but under the glamorous lights lays collusion, coercion, and contraband, contraband, contraband. You won't believe the descent at which this facility operates. The line which separates who's really in charge is mightily muddy. When it comes to earning a buck, ethics is often sacrificed, as we've seen. So let's not stop now. We have our next pod, The Dream, episode, The Mind is a Fertile Field. In this episode, we look at the origins of language used in multi-level marketing. Did the pioneers of MLM intentionally tie money-making to self-esteem? The answer shouldn't surprise you. We learn about the father of MLM, William Penpatrick, his training principles, and the correlation between his training philosophies, a hotshot hypnotist, and the American dream. The crew tells the story of WPP and his required leadership retreats for the job that he was conducting, and it involved modern coffins, injuries, and being tied to a cross, what? all in the name of motivation. Also, the connection between MLM and our current state of government is right in front of us. Language is an important part of motivation. After all, you wouldn't want to be told you can't do nothing. The problem I see with MLM is the use of this specific language to cover up a business formula that often doesn't make monetary sense. Okay, let's switch gears, lighten the mood, and get into some language that's actually useful. We have our next pod, Don't Keep Your Day Job, episode, What Makes You Impressive? In this episode, guest speaker Vanessa Van Edwards shares ways you can influence your behavior to be your most impressive self. She points out the unhelpfulness of self-help books saying, just be yourself, because what if you don't like yourself? Which may be the reason you're reading self-help books. <laughs> she also... <laughs> She shares insights into the limitations of learning technical skills, but not learning how to share those skills, and the value of defining your own charisma. Typically, charisma is characterized as being cheerful and extroverted, but she says no, it's not one size fit all, and gives some relatable examples. She offers an alternative to faking it till you make it, which can be draining, being impressive versus having people impress you, and understanding that people want you to be good. So don't try so hard. I'm a huge fan of this pod, and these life hacks are truly helpful. The trick is to not listen to an episode like this and then go off trying to implement everything you've heard into your life tomorrow, but pick one hack you've heard, a small change can go a long way. Today on Play em and Pause em, I'll be choosing two pods introduced in previous episodes of podcast wrap-ups. First up, Play em, and I'm going with Radiolab episodes In The Know, part one, two, and three. This series was first featured in episode 10 of the wrap-ups. In the Know is a three-part conversation about consent and the differing perspectives surrounding what consent is. I'm two episodes in and looking forward to hearing their conclusion in part three. 
Now, for Pawsum, I gotta go with the horror of Dolores Roach. As you may remember, Dolores was featured in episodes 8 and 9 of the wrap-ups, and I intended on listening from beginning to end, but I just, I just can't anymore. Like, I like weird stuff, but it got grossly weird, and uh, that's a no for me, dog. If you're into that sort of stuff, though, let me know how it ends. I am curious, and I don't mind spoilers. Okay, and that's a wrap, y'all. Thanks again for listening. All the pods covered today will be listed in the show notes, and you can find the links at podcastwrapups.com. Please like, subscribe, or review. Feedback is always welcome. Music today is by Makai Beats. Until next time, peace.